0: Geek's podcast feed. If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and like the video. Also, hit the notification bell. That way you can be notified whenever a new video like this comes your way. Also, if you're listening to us on the podcast feed, please give us a five-star review and comment to let us know what your thoughts on the episode was. I am one of your co-hosts here on the Galaxy Cast, Eli McKeg, and joining me as always, they are my fellow co-hosts, Luke stuttered and, hold on, Luke stuttered and Audrey stuttered. It's so weird because I'm looking at you via Skype, then I look over at what's happening on OBS and I'm like, I'm all turned around.
1: <laughs> well, you see, I had to change it up on you. I had to make your life so much harder, you know. Uh, so how you been, buddy?
0: I've been
2: pretty good. How have y'all been? I'm doing good.
1: Audrey, how are you today?
2: Pretty good, pretty good.
1: Pretty good, pretty good. So everyone, if you would, it, we will have our comment section open. We will be watching it. But if you want to stop the show and and basically talk to us, we will have Super Chats open. So if you want to do Super Chats, go for it. If you don't, we completely understand we are not making anybody do Super Chats. We're going to go through the comments at the end of the show. We are going to start this show out talking about Comic-Con and the normal panels that we are going to go over. Then we're going to dive into Marvel and DC and their panels. We're going to finish the show with a Miss Marvel review because we both, all three of us watched it and really enjoyed it. That's spoiler for our non-spoiler side. And then we will go through your comments and so fill them up, give us questions, ask us what your opinion on different topics are. The comic section is for you. So y'all can ask any question you have, any question that you think could happen. We're going to discuss it. This is going to be a fun show for everyone. So Eli, you want to dive into our first show?
0: Well, I would, but I have realized something, Luke. I have realized something as I was combing through Twitter to try to tweet this out and share it. I real and like retweet our tweet. Realized it wasn't there. So. <laughs> Luke just forgot one little detail, but it's fine. It is fine. It is fine. But look, we're going to be talking about what's going to be happening at Comic-Con right now. So we're not going to talk about the big two yet. That's that's his own little thing. But no, we're going to be talking about all the other major panels that are happening at Hall H. As I open my little notebook over here, allow me to whoop. Okay, so... Let's start out with what's happening on Thursday. Ah, my hand. Uh, Let's talk about what's happening on Thursday. Because the first panel, and I did it in chronological order, so this will be the first panel of Hall H, is Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Now, it is very obvious I love Dungeons & Dragons. I love playing that game a lot. I've been trying and trying very hard to pitch to Luke us doing our own Dungeons and Dragons show on the channel because I want to do I want to DM with Luke and Audrey as two of my players. Who could the other ones be? I don't know. I just want to play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> here on Galaxy Geeks. If and we I had think it
1: would be time. A we are so I busy with care. this channel.
0: I don't care anymore. What? I just want to play D&D with my friends. Okay. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Just for, just a reminder, Chris Pine is one of the main characters. So I'm looking forward. We could potentially get a trailer for it because I'm curious what story they're doing. And if everyone remembers, the last major D and D movie that we got was back in 2000 with Jeremy Irons and all that. It wasn't that great. If you have seen the um, 2000 D and D movie with Jeremy Irons as the villain wasn't great, so I'm hoping this one's good. Only negative to this movie, Joe Manganiello is not in it. Because, my goodness, he deserves to be in a D&D movie. Anyway, let's quickly and briefly talk about this next panel that's going to be coming up after D&D Honor Among Thieves, which is Teen Wolf the movie. So I have to ask, um, I have to ask Audrey and Luke have you two ever watched teen wolf the series (laughs) it's
1: one that i have wanted to watch it's one that we we were got big into vampire diaries the originals uh, all the cw drama um
2: (laughs) i'm on the last season of legacies because it's now on netflix
1: so, we we watch all that. We just never got into Teen Wolf yet. I've heard a lot of people enjoy this series. Tower Heckelm, who is in my favorite show right now, as... Well,
0: here's the funny thing. If you look at the majority of the Arrowverse, a majority of them started in Teen Wolf. Like, Colton Haynes, who, like, Speedy from Arrow, Superman, currently, like, all of them started in Teen Wolf. So, like, I, I mean, I know someone... That's going to be looking forward to that. And that's Taylor Robinson. She is going to be watching this movie when it airs on Paramount Plus. So I'm curious. We're probably going to get a trailer for it because I think they recently, they either recently finished filming or they're still in the process of filming it. Not 100% sure. But yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about this topic. Anything else? Not,
1: nothing massive. I mean, it's, it's a fun show. It's cool that they're bringing this, this turning this into a movie. That's really mm. interesting. We've never really seen that before, or seen that in a while, where they're bringing back an old mo- uh, old show just to show a movie of it. I think it'll be interesting. I want to give the show a try. I mean, we like all these other vampires and werewolves and all this, so... so is
2: this show based <laughs> off of the Teen Wolf uh, movie with Michael J. Fox?
1: No. Yes. No. Yes, I don't no. know. <laughs> I... So
0: when they first announced it back in the day, I think it might have been in high school when they first announced or we might have been in high school when they first announced. You were announced in college. It. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember them being like like oh, here's Teen Wolf on MTV and I'm like like the movie? I don't <laughs> know. Cuz they never even said like the main character had the same name as the main character from the movie. So I don't know. I hate not being knowing things. It's I. Uh, I don't know. I
1: I I, I want to give out try out the show. I do. I really do. I hate that I don't know much about this pro- property, but you know, we'll see what happens. All right, Eli. What's the next next one to go to?
0: Next up, and this is the final one of Thursday, and I think this is going to be a very big one because it could have a lot of implications for. The franchise in the future and it's Masters of the Universe 40 years it's the 40th anniversary panel and if everyone remembers last year there were two major Masters of the Universe show there was a 3D animated show that was on Netflix which looked more modern and then there was the Kevin Smith one Masters of the Universe Revelations that had a lot of mixed reviews and when I say mixed reviews I mean critics loved it but fans like Fans, in quotes, hated it. I, a fan of Masters of the of the Universe, loved it.
1: Well so. Audrey, you mean you both watched it. What did you think of it when we were watching it together?
2: Okay, so remind
1: Master me. of the Universe, He Man.
2: He Man, yeah. I I struggled just a little bit.
1: It for me, I, and I we've not fully finished it. I think we got a couple more episodes left of the first season. I I actually understand why some fans were upset by it. You're literally marketing around He-Man and spoiler alert, He-Man is gone most of the show. And so for the first the first half, so you had it was split up in halves, and the first half, he's not in it. I mean, he's in the first episode and then he's gone. And so many people felt really shorted because all the marketing was around he-man that is who it was marketed around and it really wasn't about him and so i think that was the issue many people had with this show was it was marketed around he-man and he-man wasn't in it and so that that's that's feels like false marketing. I think the marketing team messed up on this show. I really do. I think having He-Man in it is a good thing. Show He-Man at the beginning, but really explain to your audience what they are about to get, or you're setting themselves up for failure.
0: I understand that. Again, like I disagree because I well, you haven't seen the entire show, so like there's there's more that happens in the second half of the of the season. But like with they they teased, um, which I told Luke, I told you this, so out they te- the show's been out for a year at this point. Um, they tease Hordak at the end of season at the end of season one of Masters of the Universe Revelations, and if you don't know who Hordak is, he's sort of like the bigger bad compared to Skeletor. like if Skeletor is like Darth Vader, Hordak is the emperor. Hmm. Um, so yeah, they teased him, so I would be shocked if they didn't announce. A Masters of the Universe Revelations Season 2, or if they just say Masters of the Universe different subtitle. So, yeah. And maybe, like, finally introduce, like, finally announce more about the movie. Because they're still trying to make a Masters of the Universe movie. It's just... Uh, who knows what's happening?
1: Call Christian yeah. Harloff. He for sure doesn't know what's happening.
0: Oh my goodness. I've read the... I've read Mark Riley's um, uh, outline for it. The not the outline, the script, the treatment for it, and it Ooh. was so good. Um, I've read Mark so
1: Riley good. and Christian Harloff they wrote a treatment for or a script basically for Master of the Universe, and they were trying to get it produced and written for a movie, basically. Cool. And it just the company that they were working with at the time just didn't get it that their thoughts when it came to He-Man was a mix of Star Wars and was it Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Yeah. Mixed between those two. And so this huge mythology and just, ah, I'm very disappointed we didn't get to see that.
0: And again, I think Masters of the Universe Revelations, like, very much tapped into that. And... I I'm looking forward to seeing if they announce the season two. I'm looking forward to seeing if they announce anything else for the movie because I feel like we 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 have a lead actor, but I yes. think that's it. Uh,
1: it was the actor from Crazy Rich Asian. No, 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 no. It was well because well, no, it wasn't
0: because the original actor that was attached to it is currently playing Adam Smasher right now, oh, and okay. then he dropped out.
1: It was no. It was the guy who was in all the Netflix girl move drama movies. I think.
0: Well, again, that actor also is playing Adam Smasher. Noah Sen Sen something. Um, but that's um, he's not playing the lead anymore. But I uh, don't know. We'll oh. find out. We'll find out on Thursday. Anyway, Friday. Um, Friday, the first panel that's going to be happening on Friday is from Amazon Prime with The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. They, again, they released a new trailer last week, so I don't know what they're going to show. They may even show, like, the first 10 minutes of the first episode.
1: Well, in asking that, Audrey, what was your thoughts on the trailer before diving in, like, before Comic-Con? What was your thoughts on that trailer?
2: I thought it looked beautiful. Did it? The artwork. It's... The cinematography that's what I'm
1: looking for. Yeah. Cine- <laughs> cinem- cinematography. Cin- cinematography. There we go. <laughs> hey, I'm not much better.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, you yeah. could just say the visuals.
2: Well, them coming out with the show, it's making... I've bought the series of books a while back, and they've been on the bookshelf. So I finally picked up The Hobbit, and now I'm starting to read it.
1: <laughs> well, I found out um, because I was reading, watching stuff and listening stuff. I was wrong. In the in the trailer reaction, I mentioned that it was a Cimmerillion that they were going off of. So
0: what are they going off of?
1: Um, Eli, What was it that it, they were going um, off of?
0: They're going off of the appendices from I the see. Lord of the Rings. So like if you look if you go to the Return of the King at the very but like once you get done with the final chapter, there is an appendices. And it's just more and more info about what happened way before The Hobbit. And so that okay. sort of what the story is based off of is what's happening in those appendices. So I have two more books to buy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Trust me. Look, there's so much of there's man. This is so much Lord of the ring. J.R.R. Tolkien wrote so much lore.
1: Yeah. He was J.R.R. Tolkien was a incredible person. And I, yeah. for me, for me on a Christian side of it, his writings were great and I loved his relationship and friendship with C. S. Lewis and that story. I, I I wanna dive more into that honestly, because that those two men were just a very interesting friendship and I love reading and finding out more about them. I've I've read a lot on C. S. Lewis because I really enjoy C. S. Lewis.
2: And we have a friend who is obsessed with Tolkien. I didn't realize that he was a linguist and created the languages and like drew all the maps for the books and like created like a whole there's a whole other section yeah like he
0: he went into writing the hobbit and the lord of the rings from a linguistic point of view at first where he wanted to create a new language and that's where the elven language comes from
2: that's especially
0: really cool. even in D, like all of the languages you see in D comes from tolkien huh. because yeah
1: is there let me ask you this it which is a better creator because we're gonna dive into this a little bit, the uh the creator for Lord of the Rings or the creator for Game of Thrones.
0: Are you really asking me it, who's better, Tolkien or George R. R. Martin? Yep. Well, it's Tolkien.
1: How come? Like the differences between the two.
0: Because I think, and again, I, well, for one, Tolkien can actually get his books out on time. <laughs> um low blow there George R. 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 Martin but also like I feel like the way George R. R. Martin approaches it in sort of like a modernistic way of storytelling where um, characters can die and characters must die and all the characters die whereas J.R.R. R. Tolkien takes it more in the fantasy route and look at all this wondrous stuff that is here and look at all the magic look at all the races Like, it's all different and I legitimately like the storytelling, and also if you play D and D, it's very much inspired by Tolkien. Wow! Well, like, like it was so like this is how much they had to change some of D and D. The halfling race in D and D was originally called hobbits, and they were like, "No, you can't use that because that's actually Tolkien creation." So he can like, that's uh, a him thing.
1: Oh, that's that's kind of funny actually.
0: Yeah. But anyway, there was something else from Amazon Prime that you wanted to talk about, Luke.
1: Oh, and that was the Paper Girls. Was that Amazon? Yeah, yeah. All right. Paper Girls co-creator Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff uh, Chong and the cast at Amazon's upcoming adaptation of the time-traveling sci-fi graphic novel are sitting down to discuss what it was like to bring the the beloved story to life for those interested in seeing some of the series ahead of its July 29th premiere. Oh, we are getting a trailer for that in a heartbeat.
0: I mean, look well, if it's coming out on July 29th, I wouldn't be shocked if the people in attendance are going to watch the first episode.
1: Well, I think it will be interesting because I looked into it. It's basically it's a time travel show where it, I don't know what what year the the tape, the paper girls are in. Basically, the paper girls are basically kind of like uh, I mean, they're paper girls, paper they, they paper boys. Yeah. And so they stumble upon a, a time machine and that time machine is being controlled by a these future people from the future and they're battling people from the past i think i would love if people knew
0: i mean i think there is a first trailer out right now yeah i because of how close the show is coming out i feel like they have and i think i remember when you first told me about it i was looking through and i saw trailers for it i was like oh luke should watch the trailer
1: i i need to i because i i'm curious i'm i am I love different stories different uh time travel i need to watch outlander with audrey badly you
2: L- really do and right now is the time to do
1: it i know i need to
2: <laughs>
0: also brian k vaughn is an amazing writer and creator he wrote saga which is like if you talk to Corey Jandrew, Saga is one of the greatest comics to ever exist and almost unadaptable. He wrote The Runaways. So yeah, it's 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 great to see Brian K. Vaughn getting more love. Um, also coming happening on Friday is a lot of Walking Dead stuff. I'm not gonna separate them, it's just Walking Dead stuff is happening. Wait, and
1: I used to watch Walking Dead. That was did you
2: watch it? That was a lot of show.
1: Yeah. I watched up until after after Carl dies I kind of stuck around a little bit afterwards but I just couldn't keep up with it I've heard it's become incredible I've heard it's so much better now than it ever has been but you
0: know you want to know when I stopped when? after season two oh
1: my I was gosh. like I'm good see I then
0: I started reading the comics around that same time and I'm like oh These are so much better.
1: (laughs) Well, the problem with the show was it was starting to meander. Like, it was just kind of dragging. Like, what do you think of the show when you watched it?
2: So, I didn't start it from the beginning. But I started watching it with my family. It was around the time Negan was around. Probably a little bit before then. And I think I missed uh, some of the episodes. But around the time Carl died, I was like, yeah.
1: It just felt, whenever they killed off Carl, I just was like, oh... That was like a really great character that I really enjoyed, and and I know Rick leaves, and I know the show gets better. It's just I couldn't get back well, into it.
0: Supposed, from what I remember, like when Rick left, they even said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna try to make a movie of Walking Dead movies, or like a trilogy of Walking." Oh, they're Dead still doing that, Rick.
1: They're still doing that.
0: Then, are they gonna announce some? Are they gonna announce more information at this Comic Con? I don't know. Probably. I mean, who knows? Because everything that happens on those AMC shows, like, are all canon to themselves because they're all crazy. (laughs) Also, the final panel on Friday is Berserker, which is the Keanu Reeves written comic book, and we're apparently they're also like writing a movie of it. So, yes, the screenwriter of the movie is gonna be there as well, hosted by good good fan. We're a fan of the moderator, Koi Jandru, so yeah, I, I don't know what to expect Koi's from this. I, just, I don't know what to expect from the panel. All I'm expecting is just to hear a lot of people love Keanu Reeves, because Keanu.
1: And we're just going to geek out seeing Koi and Keanu on stage together, and Koi's going to geek out while he's up there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: I, I did want to bring up this, because there's really not much on Berserker that we know about, but... There's a weird one that I was going to tell you. I think you've missed it. Right. It's called Little Demon. It's 13 years after a woman named Laura, who is played by Aubrey Plaza, gives birth to the daughter of Satan, who is being played by Danny DeVito. The three of them find themselves living in Delaware, trying to make a go at living like a regular nuclear family. Series creator Darcy Fowl, Seth uh, Kirshner, and Kieran Valla join executive producer... Dan Harmon for all early screenings of Little, Little Demons' okay. first episode.
0: Okay, that makes sense. The moment you said Dan Harmon, I was like, what is the show? Dan Harmon, I'm like, okay, it makes sense now.
1: Who's, uh, who's, what did Dan Harmon do?
0: He did Community, he's done Rick and Morty. Oh. The creator of Rick and Morty.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
0: Look, it's Danny DeVito and Aubrey
1: Plaza in a show together. Like that's gonna be like, do you remember who I?
2: am yeah, Parks and Recs.
1: That just sounds yeah. insane.
0: Hey, I'm Danny DeVito, and I'm playing a, the dev, the son of the devil.
1: <laughs> that's just so well, like Danny DeVito's playing the devil. So I don't know who the kid uh, is. Uh,
0: I don't know. Oh, daughter. That.
1: Oh wait. The plot
0: sounds fun.
1: Lucy DeVito is playing the daughter. So that must be Danny's daughter?
0: My daughter's name is Lucy and I'm Danny. <laughs> That's... That's the best Danny DeVito impression I'm going to get. Honestly? <laughs> the heat's getting to me.
1: I can't wait to find out more about that one because that one just sounds insane.
0: That sounds ridiculous. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Man, that's weird. That's okay. <laughs> it's Whatever. weird. It interesting. Why not? Also, major stuff that's happening on Saturday, WB Theatrical, we're not going to talk about what DC is doing, but because it's w- Warner Brothers Theatrical, they do have another franchise that exists that I want to like sort of do some talky-talks about. It's the Wizarding World franchise. And as we all know, the third movie of the... Fantastic Beast franchise has come out. So, Luke, Audrey, are they going to make a fourth and fifth one because they're supposed to or they said they were going to? Audrey, you go.
2: They can just stop. Please just stop.
1: (laughs) Did you not like the last one? No. Why not?
2: I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It
1: it was better than the second.
2: I still couldn't do it. Uh,
1: It was... (laughs) Okay, it was not a terrible movie. It was just not a great movie. I, I It was better than the second movie. The second movie was very bloated and didn't feel like I knew what it was doing. The third one really didn't connect that well to the second one because motivations from the second do not carry over into the third.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, like... You know this. I haven't seen the third one still. Really? There's a reason, and you're making it even more obvious why. But you are but you like Harry Potter. No, I don't. What, you don't? I'm not, like, its biggest fan. See, I thought you were a Harry Potter nerd. No, I only... I'm only a Harry Potter nerd when I need to be. Then
1: why <laughs> were you asked to do a podcast on Harry Potter?
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that make any sense?
0: I... The only reason why was because I had movie knowledge and I could correct people on that. That's all. <laughs> That's just yeah. Do tough. you expect? Do you expect any, any announcements? Any more like like? Oh, we're not gonna con like if they do the entire like. Oh, we're not gonna continue the the fr- that franchise is done. We ended it after the third one. So now we're gonna progress over to this franchise.
1: No, because what rumors I've heard is, um. Zasloff, the main guy over Warner Brothers now, he thinks that Harry Potter, the Wizarding World, is a money pit, or or a gold mine, and so I think you're going to see something from him. I think you're going to see a movie. I am curious to see where they go. I think they'll fin- finish up this uh, the these movies because they're making money. I mean, at the end of the day, they're making money. They the third one made good money. So they'll make a 4th and 5th and finish it up. They might just do a 4th. I would do a 4th and end it. Because want, this doesn't feel like it, it...
0: Well, I think they want to try to have this the final battle correspond with World War II. And I'm like, okay, good just, luck with that.
1: Just jump up time. I mean, there's nothing that... There is nothing in this movie that really makes you want to get to the final battle. Honestly, all the only event is—is is it okay if I spoil the ending of the movie Go for, for you? Okay. I don't
0: care. Okay, I've already read it.
1: All right, so the end of the movie, basically, you see um, the wedding at a wedding at the end. You leave your characters in a good spot. It's not like they—the only thing that's missed that's going on is Grindelwald's on the run, and that's really not a great like continuation of a story. It's just like oh. He's on the run. Our characters are in a good place.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You could leave it here and I wouldn't care.
0: <laughs> young Grindelwald, formerly played by Jamie Campbell Bauer, also known as Vecna.
1: Yeah, did you know that? Cool. Yeah, in, in the Harry Potter movies.
0: Okay. When
1: they showed like a flashback. Whenever they did of flashbacks
0: gotcha. of Young Grindelwald. But yeah, like, I, I could see them announcing that they're going to continue this franchise, but I could also see them announcing, like, hey, when we get done with this, we're going to go to this.
1: Well, also, I think they're going to end up bringing in an HBO Max uh, Harry Potter show. I just, I have a feeling they're going to end up doing something like that, which makes sense. Do it. It's not like oh, it's hard oh, not to.
0: Could you see them announcing like, oh, we're going to adapt The Cursed Child to a movie?
1: Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> just don't. Just no. No, i you know? Good. Have
0: you read the play?
1: I've I've seen a lot of it. I've watched a lot of the YouTube of sharing exactly what happens in it, and no, it's really bad. It's really bad.
0: Audrey, would you like to see an adaptation of The Cursed Child?
2: I think I'm going to pass.
0: You passing on that one? Yeah, I'll pass.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to stick to a very Potter musical and just leave it at that. <laughs> and
0: that's
1: why I married oh, you. I... <laughs>
0: Oh, yes. that's I why i
1: married it.
0: you that's awesome Harry potter sequel very yeah. potter senior year let's go oh yeah. that's
1: great that's i want to
0: start singing that now <laughs> look what you've done anyway also we got another where they're gonna do the house of dragon or house of the dragon is, <sighs> will we get another trailer or if they're done with the first episode do you think they're gonna show the first episode
1: I think to Comic-Con, they might show the first episode. I think we'll probably end up with another trailer. We, we've we been given some information, but we've really not given a story trailer. We've just gotten more of a the scenery, the characters. We've really not gotten a full story trailer. Um, Audrey, Game of Thrones, what's your thought about the House of Dragon? What's your thoughts?
2: I'm kind of excited to see it.
1: Really? How
2: come? Oh, come on, has Matt Smith in it?
1: Yeah, you're not wrong.
0: Oh, also we can't forget that they announced, or at least George R. R. Martin announced that a spinoff series of The North with Kit Harington is going to happen. So, do you think we could get more information about that?
1: I think so. I think we'll probably get some information. I think there's like seven spinoffs for uh, Game of Thrones right now. I- I'm not even but kidding. Yet,
0: none <laughs> of them are Robert's Rebellion.
1: Nope. And none of them have uh, Daenerys connected to them.
0: I. Re- you know what I want. This will never happen. I want a um, spin-off show set in Westeros modern times. <laughs> Look, when they showed when they showed that one fake trailer of Game of Thrones set in modern times, that made me go, I want to see that show. I
1: would not be against it, honestly. I, I I'll say this, I I enjoyed Game of Thrones a lot. I just the last season hurt me. Like just it, it, it stabbed me in the back and then just stepped on me over and over and over. Right. I
0: I didn't have a problem with the last season. I, I did not ever be honest.
1: But that's what's interesting. And I connect that last season to the same feelings of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You have two characters that I felt like ended up in the same place, become the villain basically. But it felt like they were rushed into that becoming the villain. Like there was like a couple steps missing it, which is just well, really, I, in, well, again,
0: I didn't have a problem with multiverse of madness. So, And it, but that doesn't shock me. It really doesn't. The
1: fact that the, that story arc, which is the same story arc between, uh, Wanda Maximos and Daenerys. It's the same story arc, basically. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. 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 Same story arc. Both uh, wanted power. Both wanted power.
0: Well, hold on. Wanda didn't want power.
1: She, she wanted, wanted kids. She wanted power for her kids. To gain yeah, her she kids. She
2: just wanted her kids.
1: Yeah, but it was still kind of the same thing. They, I mean,
2: she still needed the power to get the kids. Exactly. So. I mean, she wanted, the she, goal was she, was. she wanted the kids, but she had to have something to help her get <laughs> the kids. <laughs> and That's... that is power. Dang it. All right.
0: <laughs> Fine. That's you, Game of Thrones. Let's <laughs> move on to another universe. It's called Star Trek.
1: Hmm. This so, is the universe that I think... I think Star Trek c- could become a massive franchise if they were able to really get their movies straight.
0: Yeah, well, they, they, again, the fourth one is still ha- has been announced. The director of WandaVision is directing it. And so we could get more information, potentially, like... Because I don't know if they have a writer for it yet. So they uh, could also announce like, hey, this is officially the last Star Trek movie for these set of characters. And then we're going to move on to another set of characters. Also, they they may give us more information of Strange New World Season 2 since Strange New World Season 1 has recently ended. Um, Picard Season 3. You get some stuff. The new discovery season. I don't know what season discovery's on, but yeah, there's a lot of information Star Trek could give us. They could announce it a completely new show for all we know.
1: I I, I don't know. I like Star Trek. I lo- did you like the movies?
2: Star Trek is just a franchise I've struggled getting into. I don't know what it is like. Star Wars just I just connected more to it.
1: Well, it's also because I feel and Eli's reading the t- the chat ain't aren't you?
0: I saw the last one. I Might as what well Brian did. said.
1: Brian Noslong said, "Did Luke confirm that Daenerys was in Multiverse of Madness?" No, but yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, look, Amelia <laughs> Clark is going to be in Secret Invasion, but we're going to talk about that
2: later.
1: Oh yeah, but no. Um, I. The reason why I think you're struggling with Star Trek and. Not putting words in your mouth or anything. I mean,
2: I've seen Star Trek movies. It's just not like, oh, I gotta watch Star Trek.
1: Well, it's because Star Wars... And if I'm wrong, let us know in the comments because I could easily be wrong on this. Uh, I feel like Star Wars is focused on the hero's journey. And then Star Trek is focused on the politics around connecting to different people groups, how to interact with new people. It's it's the... uh, more it's deep it's really deep it's not the hero's journey it's more about connecting to new people groups
0: i heard probably the best analogy or metaphor or whatever it is it for star wars versus star trek someone described star trek or they said star wars is set in a dystopian future whereas um star trek is set in a utopian future and i'm like when i heard that i was like that's probably the best way to describe the two, honestly, because Star Trek is sort of like where everything is set right. There is no conflicts. There's none of that. It's all about discovery. Whereas Star Wars is fight, 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 it's fight. It's a war. <laughs> it's, it's a war. So yeah, I I can understand why Star Trek may not appeal to some people. It was. It's very hard for me to ever get into Star Trek.
1: I I very think hard. it I think if they they were able to get get very open to the the average public, I think Star Trek could end up being a great franchise. And in I think
0: that's world. what the 2000 I think that's what the 2009 movie did because I can tell you right now after watching that one I was hyped for Star Trek movies and then it went <laughs> all over the place. Then a what? lot of people started complaining it wasn't Star Trek and I was like, but I liked it. Oh, anyway, and- the next. Oh, I
1: was just going to say cuz I had to bring this up. JMB says that we're heretical.
0: I don't know what that means.
1: Heretical? Heathens?
0: Oh, heretics. Heathens heretics for not liking Star Trek. Yep. Yeah. We're okay. terrible
1: people.
2: Sorry. <laughs>
0: well, I'm sorry, JMB. But anyway, um the next panel is going to be The Sandman for Netflix, which is going to be the big the bi- I think The Sandman is going to be the next big show for Netflix. Am I the only one that's thinking that?
1: It. What did you think of the trailer when you watched it?
2: And yeah, I remember that now. I was excited. Like, I got goosebumps from watching the trailer.
1: I think we will get another trailer for Comic-Con. I just have a feeling it's probably going to happen. And to me, it just had such a grand scope. I think it can do well. I hope it's the next... Like a Stranger Things, almost because they need another show that's as well, big as Stranger I wouldn't even Things. Say
0: Stranger Things. Like, do you remember when Daredevil came out and everyone yeah. was like, "This is the next big thing"? I feel like Sandman needs to be that. Yeah, I think they need another Daredevil.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree. I want it to do well. I really do because it's such a grand scope. It's so mm-hmm. big, and you can go so many places. There's comics material that you can go off of. To me, Sandman is such a great story to go off of and just the metaphysics around it. And oh, I think it's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Jenna Coleman in it as Joanna Constantine.
1: Oh, you mean uh, Clara from Doctor Who? What? Yes. <laughs> the, she's playing the same I mean, character. Come on.
0: No, but she, I don't know.
1: She's playing the same know. character.
0: We don't know. We she don't is know. She is dealing I read with the it. Comic.
1: She is dealing with an eccentric person in Sandman. She
0: is the ancestor of John Constantine. That's all I can say. Cool.
1: Once again, she is Clara from Doctor Who. Just well, calling it.
0: Anyway, the the last panel is going to be Marvel, but we're going to talk about Marvel and DC separately. On Sunday, the final two panels are Mayans, MC, and What We Do in the Shadows. Is there... It, have you two watched either shows? And are you excited for these panels?
1: Have, uh, you've not watched either of those, have you? I've watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows. I saw
2: I, that one episode with you.
1: Yeah, with, uh, with, with Mark Hamill. That was kind of funny, oh, actually.
2: It, it's
0: funny, it's just... I, I like how you're both like, hey, I saw the Mark Hamill episode. And I'm like, you just watch it because you like Mark Hamill, and I yeah. understand.
1: Well, the, I <laughs> all right, here's my thoughts on it. it, and it actually dives into the Thor Love and Thunder It is very Taika. It is extremely Taika. And that's not a bad thing because Taika is so funny. But sometimes humor, you can overdo it with humor to the point where it just feels like, wow, I'm just getting hit in the face over and over with a joke. And I just can't sit down and enjoy the story as much. Like, all right, here's a bit. This past weekend, I was able to watch Thor, Love, and Thunder a second time with my dad. We were in a much, like, we were in a big theater, but not as many people were there. So you didn't really have much laughing. It was r- more quiet in the theater. And so since I already knew the jokes for a lot of times, I wasn't laughing as much. I was able to really sit and digest the movie. And I enjoyed it a lot more. Like, you got to see the serious points. Because I maybe I was looking for them more. But I was able to see those really serious moments with Thor. I got to see moments where I was like, wow. I really see a great movie here. Like, not just a good movie, a great movie. And I really saw it so many times. But I think when you threw so many jokes at people, you don't have enough time to sit on those really, like, emotional moments because it's just trying to throw another joke at you. And so watching it in a theater with less people and less laughing and kind of not really ignoring the joke, but letting the joke kind of flow past you, you were able to really pinpoint, oh, there's some really heartbreaking, serious moments within this. I see Thor actually struggling with certain I- issues. I start to see his issues when it comes to losing Jane and how much she he, he cares for Jane. You see those moments, and it works. It works so much better a second time. So go watch Thor Love and Thunder a second time if you would.
0: Speaking of Thor Love and Thunder, have you heard of the Korg Theory?
1: Um, what, that no. the whole movie's at, from Korg's perspective?
0: Yes. And like the reason why everything, like the jokes are so over the top, and the reason why it's as bombastic and crazy as it is, is because it's Korg retelling the story of everything that's happening to like a group of people.
2: It seems legit.
1: Hey, got remember at the beginning of the movie, he's literally he's telling the story. Writing. Yeah. So I yeah. think it could work.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> like
0: when someone presented me, I was like, wait what and then i thought about the movie i was like wait a second that actually whoa that makes sense
1: <laughs> does your brain hurt now
0: yes it makes me also it makes me want to put thor love and thunder a little bit higher on my ranking because for the simple fact of man that core theory really does like change my entire perspective of that movie
1: well in saying all that everyone thank you. Uh, we're we're done with our talk on on the other comic-con panels if you would hit the like button comment below what you thought of this conversation hit the subscribe and let's dive into our next subject
0: look everyone we all know why we're really going to comic-con we're going to comic-con or at least watching comic-con so we can hear about what dc and marvel are going to do mainly marvel but if dc announces anything new that'd be cool but anyway let's talk about dc first because that's the shorter smaller panel they've only announced that they're going to have two things. They have announced Black Adam, and they've announced Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Both things I'm excited for. We're probably going to get more footage of Black Adam, and then we're probably going to get a trailer of Shazam! Fury of the Gods. My question to you two, will there be any major announcements?
1: Hmm. Audrey, what are you thinking?
2: I don't know. You're usually better at keeping up with this than <laughs> I Well,
1: when it comes to DC, I... DC is at a very tough, tough, tough spot right now. You can't really dive all right you, right now you've got Aquaman, which I do think we're gonna get something Aquaman maybe. Maybe a maybe, maybe something trailer or something? Maybe. We might get a trailer from Aquaman, maybe. But Aquaman's in a weird spot. And Flash. And I I Audrey, what do you think they should do with Flash?
2: Just It in a hole and set it
0: up a place. The unfortunate thing about that is that they really can't because Mm -hmm. this this movie is like establishing more to come in the future. Like, because Michael Keaton's Batman's a major role in it, and then Michael Keaton's Batman returns to Batgirl. So, yeah, it's like you can't. How do you explain that if Flash doesn't
2: exist? It's fine, just play the movie.
0: (laughs) Well. Look, this is what I've said. I've been saying this for a while now. I think, I understand it's going to cost them even more money if they do this. They need to just recast Ezra Miller, mm-hmm. replace them with another actor, and then just reshoot all their stuff. Because, like, if Zack Snyder can do it with Army of the Dead with Tig Notaro, Warner Brothers can do it. Sure, it's going to cost them like maybe another hundred fifty. Hundred million to hundred fifty million, but it's better than just having a movie where you're just hesitant to release because of one person. It's it's I, a
1: hard situation. I personally, I don't know the right answer because honestly, what they might what what I what I wish they would do is like you say, replace, reshoot. But realistically, what they're going to do is they're going to sh- they're going to release the movie as this. They'll have it with Ezra in it. They're not going to have him on press tour. They're going to say, after this movie, we are done. We are going to cut ties with this person. We are going to move forward into the future. And so I it, they're done. They're done. Um, Ezra Miller is done.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to bring this up because this has been a common occurrence that has been coming up. It was someone from our comment section. It's from Brian Nussbaum. And I really wanted to bring this up because this is important to the conversation. Brian mentions that they should replace Ezra Miller with Grant Gustin. I disagree because Grant has put in, at this point, close to nine years as The Flash. I think Grant is ready to move on because I feel like season nine is going to be the final season of CW's Flash. And I feel like that, um, hey, don't cross your fingers. (laughs) I still enjoy that show. But at least they it. finally, spoiler alert to fans of The Flash, they finally killed Aobard Thawne, like, permanently. Yeah, Which, again, they, the, they've done that the how many times? Run, look, no, the showrunners have said that they, like, this is permadeath for Thawne. And I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I for one, think they need to have someone like Dylan O'Brien, like, someone mm. like Dylan, like a Dylan O'Brien status. Or maybe even a Josh Hutcherson, Maybe that could fill in that role but it's it's up to them the only reason why i say them is because they're closer to ezra's age and they haven't been playing the character for nine years and they could very much help um boost the film and maybe help take out some of the grime that the flash will have and add some shine more but i also have Another question. Oh, let me uh, go into
1: this for real quick. Before that, right. um, you've, there's also been the conversation around replacing uh, Ezra with e- Elliot Page, which personally I'm not. Oh, a f- I'm not a fan of that one due to Elliot Page gives off a different energy than I feel the Flash really portrays. It, they give off this just a different personality that I'm just not as for that character. Well, don't see them being able to portray it.
0: And look, when I said, "Oh gosh," it wasn't a negative way. It's it was very positive. If they were to do that, I'd be all for it. I love Elliot Page. Umbrella Academy season three is just so good. Like Elliot Page and as Victor. Hargreaves is so good. I love Elliot Page so much as an actor and if they were to replace Ezra Miller with Elliot Page I'd be for it. I just think my only negativity towards it is that he isn't close to the same age as Ezra Miller because they treat Ezra Miller or they treat the Flash as a young hero and Elliot Page is mid-30s at this point whereas Ezra Miller was early, late is late 20s actually Mm. so like that's the only thing about that but another thing i have to ask is will they announce anything about superman
1: oh audrey
2: i mean superman's like huge in dc so i don't see why they wouldn't
1: i think they're not going to Uh, i think i think they're going to keep superman with superman lois I think the fact that we...
0: Well, the reason why is because the the new head of Warner Brothers has been very much vocal about, like, we need to make a Superman movie. We need to do it. And so I think they want to do something with Superman. I just don't know how they do it. I don't know when they do it. So I'm just curious on if we could get something at Comic-Con.
1: I feel with Superman they're going to leave that to a DC fandom. I think right now the reason why we have Superman Lois, which is my favorite show on TV right now, is because they really don't know what they want to do with with Superman when it comes to the big screen. I think they're in a mess. I really do because let's be honest, they're they I think a lot of things are waiting till after The Flash. And that's another reason why the Ezra situation is mm-hmm. so difficult because the Ezra flash movie is so important. It's the most important movie that DC has because it's leading into so much. That's why they're not just going to scrap
0: it because they have to have this movie for the multiverse. So yeah, I, uh, the, the, the flash is a big movie and that's one reason why they can't just bury it. And that's, it sucks. That's, I feel like The Flash at this point is a movie where everyone's like, please bury that movie and never show it. But because of how important it is to, like, the future of DC's movies, it's, yeah. Also, another question. Could we, uh, could we get anything of Joker 2? Ah.
1: Uh. I mean, what what do you know about Joker Two? So like what what have I told you? Or I
2: know you've told me some stuff about it. I just can't remember. Um,
1: it was what we've been told is Lady Gaga's gonna be in.
2: That's what you told me. She's basically like a Harley Quinn.
1: Yes. Also, it's going to be a musical. Which
2: it's
0: a musical.
1: It's wild to think that they might do a musical for Joker Two, but no, I don't think you're going to get anything about Joker Two. Yeah. It's too early. I think he's still writing the script. Yeah. It's way too early so I don't see yeah, that. Again,
0: the only reason why I bring it up is because it's Comic-Con and like these question these are major movies and it's like we got to ask these questions that way people will know like okay this is where we're at with these characters and these movies. So it's like it's got we got to answer ask the questions that people may not want to ask. But finally for the Comic-Con portion Marvel the, the one that we're all looking forward to. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way. We're getting a Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. If we don't, I'm going to be shocked.
1: Are we going to riot? Let's riot. Want to riot with me? Riot. Let's riot.
0: We're not, we're not going to riot. But I think we're going to get like a confirmation that Namor's in it. We're going to get a confirmation of Atlantis. Also, I could see us getting footage of Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Media. Maybe even a first look of what Kang the Conqueror fully looks like outside of a statue. Um, we may get a teaser for—well, you even said this—a teaser for Miss Marvel, or Miss Marvel the, the Marvels, Marvels. And maybe Do you know what the Marvels is.
1: Basically, the Marvels is the sequel to Captain Marvel. It's going to have Monica Rambeau, Fa- Fa- is it Phasar? Photon. Photon, Photon. Photon, Cap- Captain Marvel, and Miss Marvel. All three in the story. Okay.
2: So it's not a huge group, it's just the three.
1: Yeah, it's just the three, which honestly... Just the
2: three Marvels. Which I'm really
1: excited for that one. I think that one's going to yeah. be a... I, I was not as excited about it at first, but as time has gone on, I am super excited for that movie, especially after yeah and Ms. Marvel. And then you
0: watched... And then you watch Miss Marvel, and you're like, I can't wait for the the Marvels.
1: And we're gonna do a review of our review of Miss Marvel after this yeah. uh, section. But yeah. I I um, think Comic Con this year, I think they're gonna save some stuff for D twenty three. But I think Kevin Feige has realized he's got to make this one the biggest event that they have done yeah in years. We're
0: gonna get we're gonna get all the information we can about the things they've already announced like. We're going to get something we may... I don't know. We'll, the people... I don't know what we're going to get from She-Hulk. Where they're going to announce like what the Halloween special is. We're probably going to get some stuff about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Mm-hmm. We're going to get some Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 stuff. Ant-Man and the Watch Quantumania. Um, also, I am Groot. Marvel.
1: We're going to get some I am Groot like I'm the Groot. animated be, show.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if we get some footage of Secret Invasion because that's been filming, even though it was recently announced that it got pushed back to 2023, we're going to get something. I wouldn't be shocked if we get an announcement of like, oh, this is what Armo Wars is going to be, and oh, this is what Ironheart's going to be. But when it comes to special announcements, like crazy speculative announcements, what is some stuff that you... like? Out there, hits. What do you mm. What do you want to hear them announce,
1: Audrey? Anything specific you can think of, or like announcements that you're excited about, or
2: I'm trying to think of it all. In the next phase, like what we've seen, the like little clip arts. What's next? I don't know. I can only think of Wakanda Forever, and I really want to see the Guardians.
1: What What's your What's your thoughts, especially after Thor, of going into Guardians? How excited are you about it?
2: I'm excited to see, like, um, it, are they going to find Gamora again?
1: Um... Where is Gamora? Where is, Who is, Gamora? Gamora? <laughs> um, Why is Gamora? Why is Gamora? Why is
0: Gamora? <laughs> I mean, I could see it's for Guardians getting potential footage of Adam. Like, an official, like, still photo of what Adam Warlock looks like.
1: Like, I, I, I hope so. I think announcement-wise, I... I think we are going to get announcements around the Echo show, because that technically has been announced, but not officially. If you think about it, it was kind mm-hmm. of hinted at more than officially announced, and I think we're going to get a Daredevil show. I think that is going to be announced. I think you're going to see something with Jessica Jones. I think that's coming. You're going Do you to...
0: think we get any information on Agatha House of Harkness? Uh, I don't or do know. do you think they save that for D23?
1: I think you saved it for D23. Personally, I'm not excited about it because I don't know why I'm excited about
0: it. Is Agatha all along? <laughs> That's all. That's all you need is Catherine Hahn is Agatha. That's all you need. Pers-
1: personally, I love the character. I love that character, Ag- Agatha. But we talked about this last week. We have felt like the MCU has felt very disconnected. And Agatha's show feels disconnected from everything else because her connection with wanda wanda's dead and so well maybe we don't know and so we don't know don't where just say wanda's,
0: wanda's dead we all know she's not
1: well we don't know but that's the thing i don't know where we they're you
0: don't see a body they're not dead. yeah
1: we just i'm not for sure where they're going yet i i, I don't i don't know and that's why i'm not as excited about that show
0: I think one of the big, like, and I even said, like, one of the crazy things that if they were to announce it, I would be shocked, is if they were to announce Spider Man Four. If they mm. were to like somehow announce that, I'd be like, there, what? That's crazy that you can announce that now. But I think we could get more information on Blade mm. because that was announced at twenty in twenty nineteen. So we could get more information on that. I also think we're, they're going to announce who the new director of Fantastic Four is.
1: Oh yeah, I, just I forgot the they director. lost director. I forgot they I lost their director.
0: Yeah, I don't see them announcing the cast. I see them being like, and this is the director of Fantastic Four. And if they also say, Oh, by the way, this is also the Fantastic Four, and they just like four actors walk on stage. I'm gonna be like, What? <laughs> Out of what? <laughs> okay.
1: I think, I think they're gonna say that for D twenty three. I that's the issue with D twenty three being so close to the Comic Con. Um I want to go to D23 one day. Just saying, can can we go?
0: We'll see. Okay, we'll see. Well, you got to we'll be see. a special member to be in D23.
1: We'll be special. We're the Galaxy Geeks. We can do anything.
0: No, no we
2: can't. <laughs> no, I can't. But
0: yeah, I I I just remember when they did the um 2019 cuz I think 20 D23 also happened in 2019. I want to say.
1: Yes, yes it did. It did.
0: Well, and you gotta remember, they did a lot of big announcements at Comic Con, and then D twenty three came around, and they only did like they only let like, hey, this is everything we announced, just more extra stuff.
1: So, of all the projects, when it comes to Black Panther, Ant Man, Guardians three, and the Marvels, Audrey, of those projects, which one are you most excited about because we know they're coming?
2: The Marvels.
1: The Marvels, how come?
2: I really like the Miss Marvel show.
1: You really liked her. Yeah. She was really she was precious. She was awesome. I think, strangely, I think I could go Guardians three. I, yeah, I know. I, I you would think I would have gone for something else, but I think I I I think I have more of an idea of what that story is going to be versus the other movies, because Black Panther I don't know what's happening. I have no 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 See, idea.
0: That's the thing. I'm. I'm excited for Black Panther Wakanda Forever because we're gonna they we already know Ironheart's going to be in it. They've basically told us via promo art Namor is in it and Atuma is in it. So Atlantis is going to be in it. There's so much unknowns about I love when it's unknown. Like, oh, what's this movie going to be about? I don't know. I'm excited for it though because At least with Guardians, it's also like, oh, we're gonna James Gunn is is James Gunn is ending his story that he's been wanting to tell since the first Guardians, and it's gonna end with Adam Warlock, and we're getting that stuff. For Quantum Mania, we know King the Conqueror is gonna be in it, so that's gonna be a major thing. And like for the Marvels, like we're putting all the Marvels together, so it's sort of like, okay, we get an idea for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. It's so I feel like that's the most unknown property, but also when it comes to TV, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what Armor Wars brings. Because I th- think that will be I interesting think, for sure. Also, I wouldn't be shocked if we get full confirmations on the Thunderbolts. Mm. Because Maybe? that was announced via like an online article, and I wouldn't mind if Marvel Kevin Feige were to say, Oh, by the way, Thunderbolts. That's gonna be the, because I've always said, and this has been my biggest thing. I think Phase Four is gonna Phase Four is gonna end with Fantastic Four, and that's when we're gonna get the reveal of Doctor Doom as our big bad of this saga. And I think Thunderbolts could be a Phase Five movie. Also, from what I've been from what I've read, they have art of Captain America with Sharon Carter, so we could get an announcement of Captain America Four. So much stuff could be announced that we did not even talk about right now because it's so much. Marvel has a lot to announce.
1: They really Let's do. Let's just say that. and But I'll, I'll say this. Next week, we'll be able to really dive into who we felt which franchise really won the weekend because that's that's marvel. the question of this episode that's the question of all of it who wins this weekend because it could be it could be a surprise so everyone let us know in the comments below suddenly
0: dc comes out and says hey we're making a superman movie <laughs> this is our superman it's henry cavill right, walking out and we're like what
1: well and saying <laughs> that henry like,
0: cavill superman movie <laughs> well
1: in saying all that everyone if you would hit the comment below what you thought of this section who do you what do you think of dc what do you think of marvel who do you think's gonna win the weekend? Let us know and hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Let's dive into our next section, and that would yes. be our review for. Me, oh. sorry, I was trying to find find some. If I had it,
0: are you, are you trying to fix the overlays?
1: Yeah, it, it. I don't have that overlay anymore. So yeah.
0: Well, but yes, Miss Marvel came out last week. It ended. We could talk about the big elephant in the room, but let's not talk about it. Yet. Let's talk about the show in general. Audrey, with it finally being over, with Miss Marvel finally being over, what were your thoughts on Miss Marvel?
2: I loved how there was so much heart in the show. I loved the family. Um, the culture was very interesting. Learning a little bit more about the culture. Um, just seeing her with her friends and um. Her finding out her history of the bangle, connecting to her family. Like, um, and also too, like maybe some growth because I don't know, like she's trying to figure out her relationship between her and her parents and just the last episode was just so heartwarming.
1: (laughs) To me, I love this show so much. I felt like the ending, it worked. I felt like this last episode was the best season finale of a Disney TV, Disney Marvel. Honestly, a Disney. No, I can't say that Mandalorian was great. Um, a Marvel TV show. It was a beautiful ending. You felt so much. Even heart. more
0: so than Daredevil.
1: That's a whole other. That's that's Netflix.
0: You Just, said you said Marvel TV show.
1: I well, I meant Disney Plus Marvel show. Get right
0: there. We go. But not help
1: it. But now, like honestly, I love the ending. You felt so much heart. I love 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 having her sit down with her dad at the end and her dad explaining what her name meant and seeing you saw the kid again you saw her a little Mm -hmm. kid like i share a name with with carol danvers and it's just that moment you're just like it's a kid it was the same it's all the times you remember that spider-man is still a kid in so many ways In this character, she's so young and so impressionable, but has so much heart, and she's a good person. Like at one point, you see her trying to save some of the army men, or making sure they were okay after uh, she destroyed the uh, the weapon. She destroys it and then goes over. Are you okay? You okay? Okay? And it was so beautiful because it's like this person cares for people. She loves people. She wants to help others, and. The fact that she wants to do that is so, so cool. And I I teared up during it, y'all saw in the reaction. uh, Me and Audra were speechless at some points. It was, it was great. I, I loved the emotions around her parents and how much her parents loved her and, you know, they accepted her for her powers, for who she was, but they still wanted to protect her and they still wanted to be her parents. and. That there was a point within the fight fighting against the the DoD, that her parents are just screaming, trying to save her, trying to be there, and you just feel the heart wrenching like that's their daughter, that's their daughter in danger, and they care about her daughter. And then I love the 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 school scene. Me and Audrey talked about it, it was kind of goofy, yeah. But I love the fact that they kept bringing in characters that like. They kind of wrapped everything up in a nice bow, and then brought her brother in because I kind of just loved the brother so much. He became my favorite hey, person.
0: Superheroes don't need chaperones.
1: <laughs> that was so good. I I loved it. I I loved the show. I I will go down and say it was the best Marvel Disney Plus show, hands down, the best.
0: I I agree with you percent. Like when it comes to my favorite Disney Plus shows for Marvel. This is, like, I, I had Loki in number one, but, like, the way the show ended, the way everything... There was something about this show that made me go, oh, this is Spider-Man. And Luke and I... I think that's why Luke and I have, like, been grown attached to this show the most. Because we are both Spider-Man fans. And so when we watch it and we're like, oh, here are all the spider Manisms in the show. Like, it's just bringing a form of nostalgia to us and like that's to me this is this beat loki for me this is very much excuse me this is very much my favorite disney plus show marvel disney plus show because i again there's just something about it that made me feel all the feelings that i needed to feel and from beginning to end, I never felt like it was slow. I never thought it there was bad pacing to me. Like to me, the entire thing was very well paced. And then the ending of just when they reveal when when her dad revealed that her that she was her name is basically Miss Marvel, I was like, There is no better way to name this character. Like, because in the comics, like it's a whole lot easier because In the comics, there was a Miss Marvel. Carol Danvers went by Miss Marvel at a time. In the shows, she never went by Miss Marvel. So it was like, oh, what's the new interesting way to give her the name of Miss Marvel? Well, it's her actual name. And I'm like, I love it. And then having her suit come from Pakistan and actually be a part of her heritage, that was also great. Everything about the character of Miss Marvel comes back to her heritage. And I loved it so much. And I'm very glad that the big bosses, the big bad guys at the end, weren't the clandestine. It was the Department of Damage Control. I loved it so much. I This is leading me closer and closer, and now we will actually talk about the elephant in the room, because this is leading closer to the idea of the X-Men getting hated by the public, because Miss Marvel is a freaking mutant.
1: <laughs> I think that's going to be so interesting when you start seeing X Men pop up. But even before the X Men, because you brought up something that I found so important, and I was going to bring this up to you as well. You talked about how her suit is connected to her Pakistani heritage, and her mom sewed her suit together which was a picture from the very first episode where her mom made that that Hulk Hulk. suit and it was a joke. And she was like, no, I would never wear that. And she ends up wearing the suit that her mom made her. And even their, their symbolisms in the very first episode, she puts on that Captain Marvel suit. And she didn't look like she felt comfortable. She kept looking at herself in the mirror. And she felt like she just didn't fit. It didn't fit right. It didn't look right. She kept trying to change it up. Do this or that. She just... It never felt right to her. And then in the end, in that last episode, she's looking at herself in the mirror. And it, it it's her. That's her... That's who she is. And it was so... It was beautiful. I, I, yes. I, I just love the fact that you see in that moment a character who didn't fit in who didn't feel like she was fully who she wanted to be she didn't know who she was to that last episode it really encapsulates saying no i am miss marvel this is who i am i am a hero but i'm also the daughter of a pakistani family and i just i could cry right now like what do you think of that
0: i mean you already look like you are about to but yeah miss marvel like this show, and there's someone that I know that had a negative review about it because, like, he just said he he just wasn't a fan of how it felt like a teen superhero show. And I'm like, it, it, I'm sorry, but if you walk away from this show, thinking, oh no, it's just a teen super CW teen superhero show, it isn't, mm-hmm. it is a hundred percent not a CW teen CW show. It isn't like it has, I, not. Man, I'm gonna be crapping on all the CW superhero shows right now. No, don't worry about it. That. Has it has more heart than that? It has more heart than those shows. Like, and it it was just so. I don't know. The show is so good, and the show was so spectacular that this show is. I don't know. There's something about the show that made me go. This is now the best marvel disney plus show in my opinion like it is honestly one of the best i don't care that they changed her powers like i think it worked the way i mean amon Vellani even said that her powers are based off of armor from the x-men and i'm like done i accept it (laughs) also the original create like if there are people that are upset that she's a mutant now and not an inhuman well guess what the original creator of miss marvel said they originally wanted to make her mutant. so in my opinion Kevin Feige is a little bit more accurate to what the creator mm-hmm. wanted than that. So, yeah, I'm... Oh, man. There's so many implications, not just with them mentioning Mutation, but also, like, Nia Costa, the director of the Marvels, directed that post credit scene with Carol Danvers. So, you know, like, that's probably a scene from the movie. Well... If it's not, then
1: well in saying that Audrey what would you score this movie from uh one to five galaxy stars
2: I mean show or movie uh the show the show uh
0: it is both
2: I' said five but you did bring up a really good point with your review but I really want to give it a five
1: <laughs> hey give it a five you loved it i I'm gonna give it a 4.5 my only negative is the is I didn't like the villains as much the I, I, the clandestine just didn't feel as needed in the story as what they should have because they should have felt more to her heritage than they did in a way. So I, I liked it, but I didn't love that aspect of it because it felt like they just had to add an, an antagonistic force instead of, honestly, they didn't need
0: them. I mean, the DODC could have been enough, yeah. honestly.
1: Yeah, and I, I think if they had just done the DODC... If that had been the focus of the antagonistic force, that would have been worked a lot better for the show. So I got it a 4.5, but that's still a very high 4.5. It's so close to yeah. 5, it's not even funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat. It's a 4.5 out of 5 for me. A 9 out of 10, which is a majority. The only 5 that has ever cracked the MCU is um, Spider-Man No Way Home and maybe Avengers Endgame, I believe. So yeah, this this I love this show so much that again the cl- clandestines like you're I agree with you like they if they were gonna be the big bads they should have been more of a force but since they weren't that much of a force the DODC should have just been by the way it would have been great commentary as well on just how um, some government forces treat people of Arabic um, heritage would have just been a great commentary on, as well. And people who um, practice the religion of Islam would have just would have just been great commentary, but that's neither here nor there. But we are done talking about Miss Marvel. If there is anything else, unless you two have something else to say about Miss Marvel, no, nope,
1: everything's it. If you would hit that like button, comment below what you thought of Miss Marvel. Let us know what you thought of this review. Let us know what you think of this channel because we love hearing from everyone. Please hit that subscribe button because we love growing this channel. We love meeting new people. So. Let's dive into the comic section.
0: Yes, tell us. We have been waiting all show to listen, to hear your voices. And now we are at the part of the show where we can hear your voices. So tell us, what were you thinking
1: all right, this so
0: entire time?
1: It starts out with Ben Reiner. Hey, guys. look, which was me. Hey, buddy. Ben Reiner. Tolkien is better than Martin. But Lucas is better in world building than I, I, building I mean, IMO.
0: I mean, George Lucas is pretty good at world-beating. World-building.
1: World-beating? Well, maybe yeah. he did kind of world blow up some worlds. Beating. Hey, he did build, he blow up, up Alderaan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, can I just say, every single show they make now, set before the destruction of Alderaan, and they just keep on fleshing out that planet, it makes me go, man, I wish they wouldn't have blown it up. <laughs>
1: I know. All right. Um, Brian Nuzbaum Keanu said he might play an older Batman.
0: He he wants to play Batman. I don't think we're gonna get it unless, like, there. I I don't know what extenuating circumstances. It have to be an else World. To get... I think it'd be an Elseworld. Yeah. All right. Ooh, Gotham Bat- by Gaslight. Keanu, Ooh, that would be Batman. good.
1: All right. No, um. Whoa, uh, Ben Reiner. Whoa, Keanu is awesome. Brian Nozman, hey, Little husband. Demon. Is that the sequel to the JTE Little Evil movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If
0: it is. If it is. Please send it my way.
1: Brian Nussbaum, did Luke confirm that Daenerys was in the multiverse of madness? Um, not. Maybe. Um,
0: but again, Amelia Clark will be in Cebu. I don't. Know.
1: Ben, ben Reiner, Star Wars is more realistic, question mark? I think it is.
0: <laughs> they, I can see that because again, like Star Trek is more of a utopian future whereas Star Wars is a little bit more realistic. Yeah, that's kind of true. All right. J&B. I mean, they don't even use they don't even use money anymore in Star Trek.
1: Yeah, and so then JB B. Heathens, heretics, laughing face.
0: <laughs>
1: JB B. I think it all it's also because people need to watch the series to have a sort of connection to the films, even though I think the Abram movies try try, try so try so that you don't need to. I could can, I can agree with that because it's so My interconnected. Ryan. Netflix having a show based on Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman character.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, to be honest, to be honest, I think I it... would watch that show because right. he redeemed himself. So I want to see what happens after <laughs> leading up to No Way Home.
1: Jane B, I was a fan of Ragnarok. But I felt like it was a little much even then. I think humor is such a personal thing. It can easily hit the wrong way or be too much depending. That is very accurate. I like that. Yeah,
0: I think, yeah, that's why I don't go to a lot of comedies because I don't, I don't laugh a lot at comedies. So it's like, it it depends on, it depends on the movie.
1: Well, then you also have, um, I thought, um. JB, I thought Eli was going to Comic Con because he's a big old nerd.
0: (laughs) You got to get those tickets early and they're expensive. And go on sale the moment January starts and they're all all gone.
1: JB, I love you, man. Brian Nussbaum, possibly DC will show footage for Flash. I just, maybe. Maybe.
0: If they do, they won't show anything with Ezra Miller. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then
1: um jambi i also heard that the batgirl film is being held up because of flash day yep
0: yeah because of michael keaton
1: yep and then um Br- brian usman replaced miller with grant gustin ben rainer i don't believe wells is done i believe he'll be back next season for one final season i could be wrong though please don't bring
0: it but back harrison wells could come back yeah. because of the multiverse but i think ervard Thon is dead yeah. Because again, even the showrunner, even the person who's running the show, has said that was Thawne dying. We are done with Thawne.
1: <laughs> so then, um, Jane B, I think Joker Two is less of a landmine for DC. Yeah, that's surprising. I don't
0: know, no, but Joker, the first Joker, made a billion dollars for them.
1: Well, no, he's saying it's less of a landmine, so it's probably one of the more safer projects.
0: True, 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 true.
1: Okay, and then um. Brian Nussbaum, they're going to save Fantastic Four for D twenty three.
0: I could see them saving the cast for D twenty three. Jane B,
1: whoa, rioting? Yes, riot, riot, riot. No, no. Brian Nussbaum save the TV stuff for D twenty three. I could, yeah. Potentially. And then, honestly, I think they probably should because they uh, they haven't we'll really see. focused on the movies as much. Um, then, Jane B, oh, that was so heartbreaking uh jmv we're the galaxy geeks we can do anything (laughs)
0: uh can we though can we gotta i gotta be realistic one for a moment then brian
1: usbomb they gotta announce the new actor for the wolverine at comic con that would be interesting
0: i think if i think that's brian's big swing of hey what's what's something that seems so ridiculous that they may do but at the same time might not And if that's the thing that they do, announce who's playing Wolverine, that's going to be like, what? It's like when they announced Mahershala Ali playing Blade out of nowhere. I'm like, wait, what? Who said they were making Blade?
1: And then uh, then j and right after what he said, he was like, no, no, we can't. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing (laughs) face. And then, I am super cautious of Captain America 4. Him and Stark had such perfect endings, I don't know what they do in 4. Well, it's because in... Captain America Four is Falcon. Falcon is yeah. Captain America. The focus is his character, how he will move forward as Captain America in the light of Steve Rogers. So we do are we, seeing that.
0: Do we see Sharon Carter be the main antagonist of the movie because of what happened at the end of remember, Captain America in the Winter Soldier? Do you
1: remember Soldier? Sharon Carter? Uh, blonde, the blonde who is the you, the niece of
2: you, the niece.
1: Because I, she was the power broker. I think there will be... I think she will be part of the antagonistic force, but I think there will be a someone using her in this movie.
0: Or, do we finally get the character that has not gotten his due ever? Do we get Modark?
1: <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next cu- question, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Um, And then... No more tiny Eli in the corner, question mark? No, uh, no.
0: Was I ever in a corner? No,
1: today we, we had uh, had good, it looked good all the whole show, so I'm pretty happy about that.
0: There you
1: go, see? And uh, Jamie it's so cool to see someone to be so excited about a show. Yes, we loved it so much.
0: Yeah, we love it.
1: Keanu, whoa, I know Batman.
0: <laughs> whoa, I know Batman
1: j and b i see eli is lawful good and oh i must be living I consider under
0: myself chaotic good uh
1: and oh i must be living under a rock didn't realize makey was oh um okay. mackey was taking over it'd be co- i'd be cool with that um mackey yeah. was shown in falcon and the winter soldier to, to be taking over the role of captain america so check out uh, falcon and do... winter soldier
0: But if you didn't watch that show, then just watch the end of Avengers Endgame where Cap just gives him the shield. So there you go. For the people that don't want to watch the show and are like, oh, man, it doesn't make any sense that Sam's going to be Captain America. Like, watch the end of Avengers Endgame. Just take that as what's happening in Captain America 4. But But Captain America and the Winter Soldier fleshes it out more.
1: So, in saying that, that is all the comments. Everyone, thank you for a great show. This was our second episode. I felt this went a lot cleaner than last week because... I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, he's not screen sharing it, so I can't see any of the mess-ups. So, I don't have to point those out.
1: And, uh, oh, and then uh, they did... She, uh, or j b did say... Um, say... I, I am way behind on Marvel TV. Mm,
0: that's fine. You just have to watch WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, What If, Miss Loki. Marvel. Well, Loki. Well, Loki before What If, and then Moon Knight, and then Miss Marvel. Then soon She Hulk, Attorney <laughs> at Law. By the way, have, have I just stated how great that title is?
1: I, I love She it. Hulk,
0: Attorney at Law. It's such a great title.
1: So, but so- yes,
0: thank you everyone so much for tuning in thank you so much for deciding to make this your podcast of choice or video of choice if you decided to watch us on the replay or if you watch this live thank you so much for joining the team and as always that huh. luke and audrey are somewhere around here i can't just point to one you side. were pointing the right way i know for skype i'm no 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 that's right that's, way, right.
1: that's not... right that's right for oh, us
0: too nice so luke and audrey thank you so much for joining I've been Eli McCaig, and you can find us everywhere on social media at GalaxyGeeksEL. Follow me at Mr. Eli Mack, and yeah, I hope you all remember to have a great rest of the impressive- day.